What is up, Salad Samurais and Renauds, my Testo Membros? Have you ever used a drug for a festering fungal issue? Well, you want to make sure that you're not using a specific drug that will tank your testosterone and predispose you to getting dyno or erectile dysfunction and all kinds of other side effects. This is literally one of the worst testosterone-lowering, health-degenerating compound there is. That compound is called ketoconazole. So it's an antifungal drug that can both be taken orally and topically, and I'm going to show you why oral is horrible and topical is not really better. Let's dive in. So I want to show you how potent this drug is at lowering distortion. So it was acute. And so this was the blue line is zero hours. Then we have two hours, four hours, eight hours, and 24 hours after taking the dose. And you can see the average testosterone was 500. Two hours later, it was 210. Four hours later, it was 110. And then eight hours later, it was 90. And then 24 hours later, it was 370. So it was coming up, okay, but not completely back to normal after 24 hours. So after about 16 hours, testosterone can come back up, but it's not even back to normal after 24 hours. So this is testosterone, massive, massive, massive decrease, more than a five-fold decrease in testosterone just from using one dose of this drug. And you can see estradiol didn't really change. There was no change in estradiol. And then the testosterone to estrogen ratio, see, this is nuts. It went from 6 to 11 to 20 to 30, and then back to 8. Right, so there was like a 5x difference in uh, the testosterone to estrogen ratio. And so you end up with very high levels of estradiol um, in, in proportion to your testosterone because testosterone is dropping so much. You have high levels of estradiol, low levels of testosterone, and that predisposes you to getting dyno, erectile dysfunction, low libido, and all kinds of other side effects. So there was just acute changes. Then we have the chronic changes. So this study they had before they started the drug, it was 384 nanograms per deciliter. Nine days later, it was 59. That's so low. That's like female levels low. And then 30 days later, it was 187. So it seemed that it came up a little bit after 30 days, even while still on the drug, but there was still severely hypogonadal on this compound. And again, you can look at the testosterone to estrogen ratio. It went from 9 to 43 on day 9 and to 29 on day 30. So a massive change in the testosterone to estrogen ratio long term that predisposes you to all kinds of horrible conditions. And if that's not worse enough, it also drops your DHEA sulfate, but it doesn't change your cortisol. So cortisol more or less remained the same in people that used it. DHEA sulfate dropped. So in a healthy individual, you will want you want uh, the DHEA to sul uh, DHEA sulfate to cortisol ratio to be ten to one. So now imagine DHEA tanking. So you you completely manipulate that ratio. You you're um, putting yourself in the same state as an elderly individual. So that massively speeds up aging. And so in, in um, many conditions like depression and mental conditions, cortisol is elevated. But that really only becomes a problem when testosterone and DHEA sulfate is low. And then low DHEA sulfate can also predispose you to all kinds of low testosterone symptoms. So this drug both inhibits testicular and adrenal steroid production, the beneficial ones. Right, so the risk of gyno, so in doses between 240, uh, 200 and 400 milligrams per day, was between 4 and 8%. So the risk was between 4 and 8%, not that high. And then doses between uh, 800 and 1,200 milligrams per day 
the risk of getting gyno increased to 21%. So that's about like a one in five people that use this compound will develop gyno when they use it. Right? So the risk of getting gyno is quite high on this compound. And then other side of effects of this drug include infertility, decreased libido, erectile dysfunction, liver damage, acne, bleeding from sores in the mouth, blistering, crusting, irritation, itching, and reddening of the skin, burning, crawling, itching, numbness, uh, prickling, pins and needles, and tingling feelings. I will discuss why. Uh, crackling, dry, and scaly skin, discoloration of the fingernails and finger toes, eye dryness, irritation, and swelling. So a lot of this is due to a decrease in steroid hormones, but also because this drug is a potent mitochondrial toxin. So when you take it, you don't produce as much ATP and you just feel horrible, low energy state all the time, right? And so is topical better than oral? So I would say no. But when you look at topical compounds, it has much less of this compound than oral, right? You're never going to put like 600 or 1000 milligrams of it on your scalp, right? Or on your skin, wherever you have a fungal issue. But the skin is a massive sterogenic organ. And so your skin produces hormones like magnetolone, progesterone, cortisol, DHEA, testosterone. It's an organ that produces steroids on its own, independent of the testes or the adrenals. And so let's say, for example, you get sunlight, it stimulates your skin to produce steroids like cortisol. So that's why people, when they have skin issues, they go into the sun, it dramatically improves their skin issues. So you don't need to apply a glucocorticoid on your skin. You could just go into the sun and will have some of the same effects. So when you use this compound that inhibits the production of steroids, you inhibit it on the skin as well. So someone that's young, they have high levels of skin steroids, like testosterone, DHEA, and so on, and that keeps them youthful. So as you age, that, those skin steroids decrease, you become wrinkly, not as plump, old. That's basically what happens when the skin steroids decline. So now you're using this compound and it artificially puts you in this low skin androgen state, right? So let's say you're just using it for your scalp. In most cases, if someone is unhealthy, they will lose their hair into older age, right? So are you helping yourself by putting that in your scalp or are you maybe accelerating a hair loss because you're inducing an old scalp state? And so that shampoo, whatever you're using in your scalp, is also flowing down on your face and your back and everywhere else on the skin. And so even though it might not necessarily have a systemic effect, it still destroys the skin. That's why there's a lot of side effects of dry skin, wrinkling, crackling, like just old uh, skin that's really not healthy. And that's because this compound is a mitochondrial toxin and it inhibits steroidogenesis on the skin. So both oral and topical is really not ideal of this compound. So then you might be asking like, what to use instead? And that will be LL37. So LL37 is a peptide that we produce naturally in the bodies. So if there's enough butyrate production in the gut, and if we get solid or vitamin D is high and we get UV light, that synergistically promotes the production of this um, LL37, which is technically a peptide that has antibiotic and antifungal effects, but it can also go systemically. So from peptide vendors, you can buy LL37 and you can inject it. You can either take it orally or you can inject it. And so if you inject it, it will more so go systemically and then help against like uh, athlete's foot, like uh, fungus toenails. It can help against fungal overgrowth in the groin area, wherever the case may be. Injecting this peptide will have an antibacterial, like an antibiotic effect, anti-fungal effect 
on the skid. So this is a safer approach because it's not the same. And I know this might be triggering to some people. When I say antibiotics, people are triggered. Like antibiotics is broad spectrum. They kill out all the bacteria. They don't balance things. But this LL37, it kills the bad ones and it leaves the good ones. So it's more selective. And so it rebalances the microbiome on the skid in a healthier way. And when the microbiome is healthy, it can automatically fight against the fungus. And so when the environment, the microbiome on the skin environment is not healthy, this allows the growth of certain pathogenic bacteria and fungus, right? And so using LL37 injections can help to alleviate your skin problems. You don't necessarily have to use this antifungal skin-destroying cream or shampoo or uh, oral pull. But on the other side, there are other antifungals as well that you can use that doesn't have the same side effects as this specific compound. So by all means... It's up to you what you do, but I personally would definitely avoid using this because it's such a potent steroid destroyer, such a potent mitochondrial destroyer. So you don't want to be in that state. It might take you quite a long time, months, if not years, to reverse the damage that such a drug can actually do to you. All right, guys, I hope this video was insightful, and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.